Hello and welcome to the podcast, We Are Selling. Joining us today is Mr. Tom Panos. Our program is brought to you by Realtair, the platform of choice of real estate professionals who pitch, sign and sell real estate. Now, Tom was with us last week. We had a massive response, as we do when this gentleman blesses our airwaves. Tom Panos, you join us again. Thank you for being here. Thanks, Lee. Always a pleasure. Tom, last conversation, we were talking about those great questions in the listing presentation and getting to the truth and having the owner understand that the marketplace ahead is going to be different to what they may be perceiving. Let's say we're three, four weeks into it now and the owner's locked into their thinking. And I want to discuss the meeting agenda that if you're going to speak to an owner, what are the key things to go through? And maybe that could be the one of our points today, Tom, is if you've got a, an agenda with an owner and they know what the agenda is, you don't have to be fearful about bringing those things up. It was all part of our meeting agenda. But Tom, if we were to build a live meeting agenda for our listener today, what's some of the key points that you believe they should get across in the vendor meeting and the vendor servicing? Okay, so the first thing is, Lee, we clearly know that there's a a saying, low offers, they blame the market, no offers, they blame the agent. So you don't want to be going into a meeting without having obtained offers or at least opinions of value from buyers, the marketplace, right? That's the first thing. The second thing is you don't want to be going into these meetings without having been at least a weekly provider of a nice quality report on what the comments have been and what the marketing response has been on the property, which we call vendor reports. Most agents are doing them. Most good agents are doing them. And then the third thing is, is apart from offers and vendor reports, is that you're having these quality conversations in person. And I want to, you know, preface Lee and say, you've got to accept there will be a little bit of tension in these conversations. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. You know, I actually say to people, you know, like there's a saying, if they're not yelling, they're not selling, right? And that's an extreme saying. I love but, that. <laughs> but what I'm saying, Lee, is think about it. It's the vendors that have got no skin in the game that are not motivated that say to you, oh, it's all good, Tom, don't worry, everything's fine. They're the ones that you say to yourself, man, they're unmotivated vendors. These people aren't going to go from listing to sale. But the ones that do have a bit of tension, the reason the tension's there is they know they've got to confront the truth, right? So firstly, I'm saying, Lee, accept that there will be a bit of tension. The second thing is I always like to create context in a conversation no matter whether I'm having bad bad conversation with 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 a staff member or with anyone, I'll always say something along the lines, "Look, Lee, I might hurt you with the truth, but I'm not going to comfort you with a lie. What I'm about to tell you is something that you probably don't want to hear, but you're going to need to hear. I like to preface it there because it's basically sort of saying is I'm not comfortable about this either, but you do need to know it, right? And then, essentially, Lee, what you're talking about is opinions of value, the dislikes and likes of what the marketplace is saying about the property, and then the latest comparable sales that have sold in the last seven days, and then a good piece of dialogue to finish it off, something along the lines of, look, based on that, Lee, how open-minded would you be to realign the value of your property by 10%? Because I'm really concerned 
There's 800,000 properties that are coming off fixed rates to variable rates. Some of these people are going to be distressed sellers. They will take the market down and they'll take your property down. So let's be proactive and address this ourselves before they come onto the market. That's the tone of the conversation I'd be having. Loving it. One thing I love about working with you, Tom, I was taking notes as you speak there myself, is you and I have both serviced this industry for so long. And Correct. We 30, yeah. 30 years. Yeah. And we beautifully have a, a slightly different view on things, which brings in that variety of learning. Some of the things that I love in the bounce of what you were saying like the word vendor reports, we were all taught to do vendor reports. And by the way, we used to do vendor reports and take notes because if people, if ever there was going to be a, a debate about paying fees, if you didn't have your diary notes or, or your file notes, you couldn't legally represent yourself. So the reporting started differently to what it is today. And one of those terms that I've been using lately is calling it a progress report because we're reporting on the progress of the property versus the vendor itself. So the vendor is always saying, you know, how are we going? What interest have we got? So interest, and I think reporting works well when we mirror the owner's questions. So when we look at interest, we have interested parties, but we also have withdrawn interest. And withdrawn interest, Tom, I think you'd agree, is so important where, you know, this lady Robin was so excited about your home. She came back for a second inspection and she's just bought another property off our competitor down the road for 50,000 less. So she is withdrawn interest. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah. What's important about this one, Tom, is the owner's about to drive past the sold sign down the road and go, they've sold that. My house is better. I'm sacking you versus I told you about that lady who bought that house, who saw your house and got that for 50K less. That's very different to that agent sold a house you didn't when the person is the connection. And I think why people withdraw, withdraw their interest is really, really important. It's a great way of delivering facts to an owner without attacking the property. What's your views on agents who sometimes don't quite deliver the attacks on the property well to communicate through to the owner, Tom? Well, the first thing I'll say, Lee, I'll give you an example with an auction on Saturday. I was doing an auction, bidding stopped at 1.2, went inside to speak to the owner. The owner wouldn't drop off one million two fifty. says, no, 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 wait a minute. I go outside and the buyer turns around. This is the buyer, Lee, that was at 1.2 and says, excuse me, Mr. Auctioneer, have you got a moment? Comes up and says, listen, you know, this is dragging out, and I'll be honest with you, I'm actually getting a little bit cold. Can I retract my bid? <laughs> wow. Right? So listen listen to this. I said, listen, just bear with me for a moment. Just Please, just bear with me. I said, it's difficult inside. It's an emotional situation. I go inside, Lee, and I say to the owners, I said, guys, I've got good news for you. This is not a problem anymore. We're not going to have to debate on whether to take it. And they go, why? And I said, she's just told me she wants to withdraw her bid. Lee, let me tell you what happens next. <laughs> he goes, oh, well, well, she's got it. Well, 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 she can't, can she? I said, yes, she can. She can, she can retract the bid. She goes, oh, but she's made it under auction conditions. I said, yeah, but the hammer hasn't gone down. And he says, well, quickly go out and put the hammer down then. Oh, right? so, love this. So withdraw, I mean, I'm talking about a, withdrawing a bid at, at an auction, but it makes no difference where the bid's withdrawn. You take something away from someone, they want it more, right? So, 
except that withdraw is actually part of negotiation. It's part of your negotiation practice in real estate. Tom, one of the greatest techniques in negotiation is the takeaway. And yeah. I used to love getting an offer as far as I could and the owner would be too cocky saying, no, nah, not taking it, not taking it. And I'd say to him, look, that's fine. How about I call you later on this evening? I'd really like to keep working on this throughout the day. I'm going to do everything I can, but I'll call you tonight at 8. And they said, 8 o'clock? said, yeah, yeah, I, I need that sort of time. I'm going to be back and forth a few times. I've got to go back to the purchaser now and explain that this is not theirs and if they are looking at other properties, to let me know now. But right now, we're not going to be proceeding with them. I need to go back and let them know that. Anyway, I'd leave that, just simmer for a little while, uh, go home, have dinner, and then pick up the phone and ring the owners back. And the owners said, how do we go? Yeah, we went well. I, I, I got them up a little bit further. I think I've now got their walk-away price. So it's completely up to you, Tom, but... but I just want to be clear on this situation where we are. If you say no to this particular offer, that makes you the highest bidder on the property and you've bought it because no one yes. can beat you. you. You're the highest bidder and you will retain ownership of the property. That's how real estate works. However, before I let you know that figure, I'd also ask you to be mindful of this family. They're trying to locate their schools in the area for the kids. It's a very stressful time. If you're not going to accept the offer, I need your consent to go back and sell them another house. And the owner goes, what do you mean? Well, if you don't want them, I've got 30 other owners who do anything to be in this position right now. And I know you're cranky that you think it's a low offer, but I've got owners out there with no offer. And you've got someone who wants to buy your house. How can you be cranky that somebody wants to buy your house? It's the reason we went to the market. The only choice you've got to make now is are you going to release the property or are you going to buy it back? What are you going to do? You just pause and let silence do the heavy lifting, but I need your consent to sell them another home. It just takes it away from them and makes them realise, and it's so true, you have all these other owners with nothing, and you get an offer on an owner's property, and the owner gets upset, and you go, what are you upset about? We had no one yesterday. Now we've got someone who wants to buy your home. This is not a, This is a good thing. We've commenced negotiations here, and they don't understand it. That's very, very, very well said. Billy, that's the thing is, you know, you and I have worked both as trainers and coaches, but also we've worked in real estate in marketplaces where it's been just just a grind. Like abnormal real estate was 2021 and 2020. You know, normal real estate is this is this 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 grind where you're sort of bringing a buyer and and seller together. And um, that skill set uh, that you're talking about, fear of loss, um, helping them understand that this morning they had no money on the table. Today they have a million on the table, right? Um, so, yeah, I just hope, Lee, I, I really hope those that are listening to this program slowly begin to understand negligence in real estate is not telling people the truth. So right. true. Tom, when you yeah. started speaking today and you said about uh, if they're not yelling, they're not selling, I had a flashback. Yeah. I remember being 22 years of age and a vendor rang in to complain about me and he wanted to speak to my principal. My principal sat me down in the office and this guy went off. Lee hasn't done this. I don't have any offers. And I would have thought he got back to me on this. And this guy went nuts on the phone and my principal 
hang, hangs up the phone and, and just does this big smile. And I'm, I'm sitting there feeling physically ill, you know, a young kid learning the ropes, and he's just smiling. And I said, what are you smiling at? He goes, geez, he wants to sell. <laughs> <laughs> and yes. it's exactly what you're saying. But this guy just went off of everything I hadn't done. And But my principal, who's seen a few winters, went, ooh, he really wants to sell that one. And it's exactly what you just said then. Yeah, they're confronting the reality. Lee, that's what hurts. That's why they're yelling, because they know they've got to face the truth. It's the unmotivated, unrealistic vendors that don't really care you've got to worry about. The ones that give you a pat on the back and say you did a good job. Now, bye-bye, see you later. We don't care. Like, they're the ones that are basically saying your reward for this is just a nice pat on the back, but you're not getting a single commission because we're not selling, you know. And then they go to the next agent, which is their next plan, reduce it, sell it straight away, and you get to drive past the competitor's signboard with the sole sticker, wishing you would have had the real conversations that would have made you a real estate professional. 100% well said. Tom Panos, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much, Lee.